0: Everything's under control. Situation normal. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the first episode of the Florida Man Plays X-Wing podcast. Uh, I am your host, Steve Sesnick, and with me is my co-host, Joe Laporta. The Reverend Joe. Thank you very much. Yeah, the Reverend. You might find him on uh, many tournaments. You hear people call out the Reverend. Where's the Reverend?
1: I thought you were going to give me a call out on social media because you're... Damn sure not going to find me on oh, social no, media. no, nobody will find him on social media. No, frankly, but, a ghost. Yes. <laughs> um, which is also where you're going to find me on the top tables of tournaments, which is to say not at all. i uh, <laughs> been playing games for many, many years, and I was thinking about it as we were sitting down for this podcast. I don't know that I've ever won a single tournament of anything. I make the cut a lot,
0: but this weekend's going to be different, Steve. You're always there. He's he's, he's he's getting ready for this weekend, and that's part of the reason for this podcast, actually. So Joe uh Joe and I have both been kind of longtime X-Wing players from back in the early uh, you know, version one days. And um but Joe kinda of fell out of the game towards the end of uh, version one because well everybody knows why. So um we're kinda of getting him back in. It's a fresh start here with uh with can version. Gotta can get two. back on the horse, you yeah. Know? Go ahead. Yeah. Gotta get back on the horse. Getting back on the horse. So um we've kind of put together a list for him. Now Joe has a has a long, long history with Boba Fett. So We've decided that uh, his first X-Wing 2.0 list should be a Boba Fett list just because this is Joe. He loves Boba Fett, and Boba Fett's actually good now, so he's not used to that. So we're going to see how this goes. No, Boba Fett, Boba Fett wasn't good before. No, no, not not. Come on, maybe Boba, for, Boba Decimator was he, the jam. Yeah, oh, I was loving that list. Yeah, that that one did pretty good for you. Mostly just because it beat Travis all the time, which was which was hilarious. Well, you know,
1: you gotta you know got a zig when you think you're gonna zag. You know. What yeah, I'm yeah, yeah.
0: Our friend Travis played a lot of uh, Dash Corin back in the day, and the Boba uh, cheer new list did quite well against it, which infuriated him in a number of tournaments. So
1: that was fun. That was good times. Now to give you a little bit of perspective on this one, I played. Every week, when I was a younger man, I probably played about ten or twelve games of X Wing. I had roommates; we had tournaments. I got to play all the time. This was starting from the Core Set onward, and I was trying to think about it for this podcast. When it was, I finally dropped off, and I want to say about a year ago, we went to the Atlanta Regional, and I played seven games for that one. And we practiced not at all for that one. I went in with zero, zero reps on that, and had a good time. But to think about it, I think in the year before that, I may have played. Three games. Yeah. So I think in the last two years, I would say conservatively, <laughs> I've played somewhere between ten and twelve games.
0: Yeah. So I'm a little out of it. Yeah, Joe's Joe's pretty far out of it. He didn't really experience the the ending days of uh, of 1.0, um, although he heard plenty about it about it from us. But
1: well, I will say I, the best experience I had with the end of 1.0 was going down to get your fun on down in Melbourne, and I got to do commentary on their regionals, which was really fun, and I had a good time, but I'm not going to lie. By the end of the day, the number of times I had to say, he drops a bomb and then dicks around, was really kind (laughs) of chapping my cheeks.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, to put a little context to this, I played in that regional and while Joe was doing the commentary, and I actually made the final table, and trust me, by the end of that final game, I was also very tired of watching bombs get dropped and dicking around. (laughs) Yeah, it was hard
1: because a lot of people wanted to see the top tables on that one, but the top tables all looked pretty similar and were fairly uninteresting. Yeah. You know, we were playing a little game, me and my other commentator trying to guess which way somebody was going to go and which way they are going next. You know, what they were going to take as their next action. And to be honest with you, by the end, it didn't really seem to matter. You know, he was basically going to shoot a bomb out with the trajectory simulators and then, you know, Hopefully his opponent would fall asleep and land on one later.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean and not to belabor the point, but I think, you know, we've everybody knows the the story of one So we'll we'll kind of skip past yeah, that. Yeah, we're now. we're moving on. We're, we're moving going on. to Move. new times and happy things <laughs> yeah. and apparently
1: Boba Fett's good. I was just told yeah. that
0: recently. Boba Fett's good. Joe just found out about it and decided to try two point out. So so here we are. But <laughs> Well
1: a lot of things we want to talk about today are some of the ways in which two are different, especially given my expectations from what I know about the game and where it was. Um, some other things we're gonna need to go over is there's some rules things I'm not 100 percent familiar with, yeah, and, and I have I'm, not seen any of the new cards from 2.0, so mm-hmm. I'm gonna need to be walked through on this one. Yeah,
0: there's a lot of a lot of changes for sure. Um, and you know we'll kind of we'll we'll get to his list here that we're gonna try out. We're, what we're gonna do is we're gonna we got a list here featuring Boba Fett that we're gonna try out. Uh, we're gonna take a break here in the middle of the podcast basically, and uh, we're gonna, me and Joe are gonna play a game, and then afterwards we're gonna come back with his thoughts on, one, the list, and two, 2.0 in general, and uh, you know he's getting ready. We have a deluxe wave championship coming up next week uh, here in town, and uh, there's some other ones, some coming up, and then also just in general, kind of getting ready to get back into the tournament swing with the hyperspace trials and system opens and stuff that are coming up down the line here, so.
1: Yeah, you used a lot of words there that I'm not uh, I'm not familiar with, so let's back up the gravy train for just <laughs> a second here. Okay, so so the tournament this weekend is here in Jacksonville, Florida, right? Yes. Okay, and it's at uh, our local Cool Stuff?
0: Yeah, it's at Cool Stuff Jackson. Plug
1: for Cool Stuff, go cool. to Cool Stuff, buy the Cool Stuff. Yes, anyway.
0: they've been great supporters of our local community, so we, we give a lot, a lot of appreciation for, for the store they Yeah, have they here.
1: do a good job, too. Yeah. So, okay, so this one this weekend is a... What's the name of... There's formats now.
0: Yeah, so this this new format is um, what they're doing these days. So as opposed to having store championships, they do what's called the Deluxe Wave Kit. So with every... Instead you, of...
1: This is instead of the most modern version of store championships? Yeah, yeah. Because they used to have regionals before that were essentially store championships, yeah. and they've kind of gone back and forth. So we may, yeah. as, we may as well forget what you know, right? Yeah,
0: you can forget all that stuff. So now okay. the, the, the deluxe wave kit, so it comes out with every wave of ships. The, one that, the kit that we're running right now we're about to finish up with at Cool Stuff here in Jacksonville is the Wave 1 kit. So inside that kit, there's three different events. There's a quick build party event, um, which is using the new quick build And you cards. guys ran that already, right? Yeah, we ran that back in December. And that was good? Yeah, yeah, it was fun. It was, it was cool because I think it, 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 it was just a real nice casual tournament. Nobody was taking it real seriously. Got to play a few games, try out some of the quick build stuff, which is neat because the quick build cards actually give you options that aren't always legal in the normal game. So there's some there's some quick build stuff that you, there's a lot of quick build stuff you can run that wouldn't be even possible to play in, in even extended edition because it, it's at upgrades least that currently
1: right like there's there's some FFG has flexibility now with the app to be able to go and change yeah. what's what's available to each ship upgrade yeah. wise and stuff like that
0: yeah so with the with the app and the way they've done everything online now is you know all the the points and the ship upgrades slots are all controlled through the online app. Which means that they can uh, change those around anytime they want. And actually, they do have a planned point adjustment coming up uh, supposedly this month, this in January. Is it going to be before Saturday? Uh, Do not know. They have not announced the exact date yet. Now, have
1: they announced whether or not those will be legal immediately? Are they going to give you a window on that? They
0: also haven't said if there's going to be a window on it. Yeah. So interesting. It it could be. I don't know if it's going to be immediate or if there's going to be a week or two window or or how they're going to do that exactly. I'm sure they'll explain all that in the article when they release it but
1: that could conceivably be a dilly of
0: a pickle it could i i doubt i mean i kind of doubt it's going to happen this week I, I i think we'll be able to get through our thing here now there is another wave championship down in melbourne at the end of the month that we're going to uh that could affect that tournament that's on the 26th so we'll see what happens with that but
1: okay okay so the format for these events is what now
0: so yeah, so the first thing was the quick build party. So the quick build party is just a very casual event. Obviously, you know, you use the quick build structures. So you, you
1: are there different quick build cards because I think there are quick yeah. builds in the the new so, starter set and in the conversions.
0: Yeah, so the conversion kits and this and a lot of this and um a lot of the different upgrade packs come with uh, quick build cards in them to help you just kind of play a very quick game and get a very quick and easy game going for beginners or just for fun. So the uh, So that was what the whole quick build party was about. And there was challenges and uh, there was uh, coins given away based on how many challenges you completed. Um, Basically, it was, um, I think they were, what were they? They were uh, charge tokens. So they were metal charge Okay, so yeah, the ones you're actually using the game? Yeah. That's nice. So that was a nice uh, thing to give away. Um, The second event was the Battle of Yavin themed event. So that that was a themed event that had a custom um, build structure to it where you could only use particular ships that were present at the Battle of Yavin. So it was basically X-Wings and Y-Wings. You could fly the Falcon, but it could only be the Falcon with Han Solo in it, Um, with Han Solo as the pilot. And then uh, they had the TIE Fighters, the TIE Advanced, and you could also, they threw in the, the Lambda shuttles, even though they weren't sh- visible in the movie. I think uh, yeah, the, well,
1: I believe that's the shuttle that Tarkin was supposed to get off on. And yeah. then it uh, was like, oh, no, evacuating our moment of triumph. You must be
0: freaking yeah, nuts. Yeah, exactly. So it was mentioned, I guess. I mean, that was, yeah, Tarkin yeah, yeah. was obviously going to get on Lambda and get out of there, but he Yeah, reduced. what other shuttle would he use? I mean, yeah, seriously. exactly. Can't take Lambda. the MARTA. Yeah. Now, it, it was not an ST-321 because the title was not allowed in that format. But, you know, apparently that was a <laughs> Battle of uh, Endor only. Uh, ship, Oof, you, uh, you went deep down you, in the Wiki, wikipedia went, uh, for that one, buddy. Yeah, a little deep in the wikipedia. All right, all
1: right. All right so, so that one was good. All right, so that one, and they control that through the app? Like they tell yeah, you, like they release the list of things you can do through the app?
0: Yeah, so in the app, there was the Battle of Yavin um, custom build format, so when you selected that, as you selected your faction, you also selected that build format, so you would only have the legal upgrades available to you in the squad builder, which just makes it easy and convenient to kind of figure out what you're doing. So, um, which is good. So now they do anything really wonky. Like they didn't change
1: any of the upgrades or make something like cheaper or change the text on anything.
0: No, there was no, there was no adjustments like that. It was just a limitation of, of stuff. Uh, there was no point adjustments or anything for that, for, for that stuff. Okay, so. That still sounds neat, but they could, that's something they could technically do. They just probably haven't gotten that deep down the rabbit hole yet, but, um, that could be certainly a possibility later on down the line.
1: All right, Well, let's uh, let's jump to Lightspeed. What's the one we got coming up this weekend? I gotta prep. I gotta yeah. get ready.
0: So the one this weekend is basically like a store championship. So this is the Deluxe Wave Championship. It's got a prize structure pretty similar to the old um, to the old store championships. Oh, dang, I didn't even think about. I didn't even think to ask. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I hadn't even considered that there might be prizes. Yes, there are prizes. Oh, in that's, fact, that's good. That's yeah. good. Um, there's, uh, I, I don't remember exactly what was in there off the top of my head, but there's some some cool stuff. Uh, there's also the Wave Leader Prize, which is another cool thing. So. Basically, every tournament played between while at that store while we have that kit running before we play the Deluxe Wave Championship, um, all the wins count towards the final wave leader. So, uh, if you any wins you got during the Yavin event, or if we ran any attack run or other league nights or anything like that, we can count really anything we want. Um, any of those wins that you may have accrued during those events, uh, leading up to the wave championship and including the wave championship, uh, will determine the wave leader. Um, and there's a special prize as to set of range rulers, I believe. Ooh. Um, does it have like the one, two threes? Yeah. It's a one, two, three yeah, range rulers. Those are always nice. I like those. Yeah. So, um, there's a, there's a nice bonus prize in there for, uh, somebody who obviously attended all the events probably, and you know, was playing pretty well. Where so.
1: are you sitting at that?
0: Uh well we didn't have too many events in there so I'm in like third or fourth I guess. Oh um, Steve come on. Yeah yeah I know but well you know I was toing and running the event so I, yeah, I get yeah. a little distracted when I'm running the events but. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> um so yeah so that event's coming up and that's what we're and those that's an extended event so that means yeah that, you got
1: you gotta hit me with some knowledge on that what's extended.
0: Yeah so extended events are. Everything is legal. So every ship upgrade, every anything that's been released is illegal. Is legal, um, including um, I guess because Wave Two is actually already out. Wave Two stuff is all going to be legal at this tournament as so well. All the, the first order and resistance stuff. Yes, or? yeah. So first order and resistance stuff will be legal. We're
1: gonna talk about that another day. Yeah, I, I, we'll get to that. Yeah. A, we'll get to that another time. So we're <laughs> gonna, we're gonna do scum here. Scum is what I'm I'm committed to doing. I'm, yeah, I'm gonna be scummy.
0: Yes. We're getting scummy with it. How is scum sitting meta wise? Um, scum, I think is pretty good in the meta. Um, at the moment, I think it's, it has some very strong pieces. Um, I don't, and it obviously Boba is kind of like the centerpiece of the scum of the scum, uh, faction at the moment, but, um, it's, it probably has, it has a lot. I think it's, it's kind of interesting cause I think it kind of, it has a lot of really good individual pieces. Um, and there's some lists, particularly that uh, some people are thinking may get nerfed in the point update and involving uh, Jakku gun runners <laughs> and things that Joe has never oh, heard of before. Really? Yeah. I've heard of Jakku. He's I saw the movies. Them. He's yeah, he's heard of them. He just, just like in the movies. He's never seen one on a table before. And but um, yeah, so the
1: <laughs> no, no, that's actually not fair because actually I have played them in Destiny. Oh, okay. Destiny. I have played yeah. I have played quad jumpers in Destiny. Yeah.
0: Okay. So is, they're, they're making their, they're having their kind of day in the sun right now in the, uh, in the, in the scum faction at the moment. But um, so yeah, so scum, scum's pretty strong right now. Um, I, I, it's, I'm having a hard, I can't, I don't know where to place first order and resistance just yet. I, I haven't really played enough games. I've played a couple of first order um, lists so far. I haven't played any resistance stuff yet, so I'm not quite sure where to place that stuff at the moment. Yeah, my um, initial feeling is they're,
1: they're going to be weaker. I would say just because they're, there's fewer options. But. I think
0: in extended, yeah, uh to maybe to a certain degree. Um in, in the hyperspace format, um, which we won't get crazy into right now, but in the hyperspace format where a first order and resistance basically has everything legal except for one upgrade, um, I think they're gonna be really strong. I think in the extended formats, so maybe in the system opens, um they they'll they'll definitely be around, but I don't think they'll be as strong as as I mean, they will be in the hyperspace. Here's my
1: thinking on it. Just Spitballing here, is that if you take the, the faction of Imperial and Rebel from you know 1.0 and you chop them in half and make them two factions, I think they're inherently going to be weaker. I think Scum gets the best of this bargain, you know. Ah, job of no bargain. Yeah. Um, just by not having been split. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's not like you get to put the full range of fighters or upgrades on the table ever. Yeah. So I think it's a negligible difference. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I think there is a, a change there. Yeah. But like I said, it's not like you get... To play the full range of fourteen ships or whatever they are for each side on the table at the same time, yeah. So I don't think it's gonna be a huge difference.
0: Yeah, I don't think so either. I mean, it definitely, you know, having first order and resistance split away from Imperial and Rebel definitely took away some options. Like I, I like I used to play some some mixed Imperial first order lists that I um, that was actually what I played at the regional earlier or uh, at the beginning of twenty eighteen and with and um, it was you know that's that's a list that's not possible anymore just because of of the split, but the, um, I think overall it's not, you know, it's not going to be a huge, Well, I'm going to go
1: out on a limb and say, I think it's good for the game. I think it's good to have a few, a few more, more variety and options. One of the things I'm really kind of looking forward to in 2.0, and we'll see if they do it or don't, is I'd really like to see them split up the upgrades by faction a lot more just to see them, see them create lists that are a little more unique and diverse. Yeah. You know, one of the things that became a problem at 1.0 was that certain upgrades became ubiquitous because everybody could use them and they were cheap and efficient. You know, yeah. Efficiency was cheap and and excitement was expensive in 1.0. Yeah. You know, things that were new and interesting and unique tend to be really expensive whereas things like veteran instincts, like the height of efficiency, not yeah. one. <laughs> like, yeah. It was just well, and you had
0: certain upgrades like 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 veteran instincts and 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 push the limit that existed from virtually the beginning of the game and were you were just I mean they were staples of the meta all the way until the end. So, oh yeah, you know they were they were obviously hyper efficient. <laughs>
1: yeah, if push the limit
0: wasn't good, It would have still been around. You know, yeah, exactly. Ten waves later. Yeah. So the so I guess to kind of get on topic here, what what we're going with the list that we're gonna get Joe to play tonight, and uh, and we're hopefully this out.
1: week, assuming everything goes well. Yeah, and hopefully in um, quote unquote testing. Yeah,
0: <laughs> exactly. Um, is uh, all right. So we're starting with Boba Fett. Um, okay, so
1: he's our main man. All right, so I'm reading Boba Fett out loud for the first time since he's come out in 2.0. All right, so, go ahead. while you defend and perform an attack, you may re roll one of your dice for each enemy ship at range 0
0: to 1. Yeah. Okay, well, 0? How's it range 0? So, range 0 is a newer mechanic they added in. Um, so, basically, that just means touching. Oh, Okay. So, base base you know, contact is range zero. Yeah, they just added yeah, that, that in sense. as context into the rule, into the way they write things, in the, and the just it for clarity's sake. So not much changed about him. Five
1: pilot skill. Oh, oh yeah. pilot skill only goes up to six now, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. Initiative um only goes up to six now. So oh, initiative. Can, yeah, yeah. So so Boba used to be an eight, right? Uh, he was an eight. Yeah. yeah. So he went so basically you know when they shrunk the initiative down there was a lot of the ships that there was a choice they had to make whether or not they were going to bump them up to a six or an old like an old nine or a new six or um bump them down to like an old seven or a new four or a new five i mean so boba in this case we remain you know went, went from eight to five so he, he didn't get a buff that way with with initiative like uh some ships did um so, but anyways, Initiative five, 5 is very good. It's a huge part of the meta right now. I think um, there is definitely a bidding war going on at um, Initiative 5 these days. Um, not so much at Initiative 6, although that may change um, with Poe coming out in the resistance because he's going to be a baller. But. Um, well, he's out already, right? Yeah. We yeah, have he's to see out. what his effect
1: you know, how how ubiquitous he is yeah i
0: just have to see how ubiquitous he is. i I, and right. I think he's gonna be pretty ubiquitous in hyperspace but you know time will tell um
1: no i tip my hand a little bit i guess i I read some spoilers Fed is not a large base ship anymore
0: no so they've changed the, they've added a medium base in okay um so now you got your small base your large base and your medium base and so the medium base is um supposed to be i mean i think it's it by it's it's exactly in the middle between a small and a and a and a, and a large base like physically v- the piece of plastic yeah by volume not so not by like ex- it's not halfway across yeah and halfway across yeah yeah Does so I, so 25 th- percent probably yeah so i think in i think the dimensions were like 20 uh 20 millimeters or whatever it was that was on a small Steve's looking at me like I know the answer to this. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I yeah, at, yeah, like, of course. Yeah, I knew this at one place. Sure. So it's not like, you know, it, it was uh the small base was twenty and the large base was forty millimeters. So you get you ended up with a with a you know, a, I guess it would be a thirty, 30 millimeter 30. medium okay. base. They did it more kind of by volume, I guess. So it's it comes out uh length and width wise, you know, it's still square, but it comes out to something close to like one point six times a of uh, a small base. Have you gotten to play with any medium-based ships yet? Do they handle noticeably different?
1: I mean, is there... Yeah,
0: I mean, they they do for sure. I mean, it's, it's cool because some of the medium... So, like, Boba, this is a kind of... I, I, it depends on how you think about it, but this is probably a step up or an advantage for Boba because he went from being a large base down to a medium, um, which means he's more maneuverable. He can squeeze in between some rocks a little bit better. Well, it and feels like you just
1: get bumped less if nothing else. Yeah, you get you know bumped
0: I mean? less, which is which can be good. So um, it, it depends on your viewpoint and how you use them. I think Boba, in Boba's case, he's not a blocker. You're not using him as a blocker, so you don't need him to be a big fat ass. But, um, <laughs> so the medium, I think, kind of helps helps him out there and helps him maneuver around between the rocks and stuff a little bit better as well. Okay. Um, it is a little odd flying it because it, the, your geometry is is definitely different than the the old small base media uh, large base geometry. It's because they're not. It's not so. It doesn't scale exactly double. Well, because the, the
1: maneuver template didn't change size. Yeah, right? the maneuver template. Like the didn't base changes change size, but the maneuver template yeah. doesn't. So when you used to be able to eyeball, say, you know, a one a one bank, you used to be able to look and say, I know where the ship will be based on the size of this base, the size of the template, and the angle that you'll now be at. That change in the size of the base feels like that matters. You know yeah. what I mean? You're no longer,
0: it's a different eyeball. Yeah. And I think, I think probably the easiest way to do it for, and for this game that we're about to play here, uh, I think what you should probably try to focus on doing is um, thinking of it as a large base as you're trying to maneuver it just to kind of overcorrect. So, oh, wait, our dial changed. Yes. Oh, oh, well, okay. Let's hit
1: that up. Yeah. Uh, yes. I have many. hard ones now.
0: <laughs> yeah. The, uh, he has, uh, Yes, Since hard ones now. when? <laughs> Since 2.0. Ooh. So, uh, mm. yeah, there's been a number of changes to the chassis um, of the ship of the fire spray in general that's, that have been really good. One is obviously the addition of hard ones compared to so they took away the hard threes and, and and added the hard ones.
1: The hard three was always a terrible maneuver on that ship anyway. Yeah. Because what it did was it realigned your back arc in a way that was completely useless. You, <laughs> you still end up with like everything would be constantly in your in your blind spot. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like with the the front arc and the rear arc, that maneuver was the worst. Yeah,
0: I think the the hard one definitely is going to help protect that that the blind spots on the sides better than than the hard three ever could. I'm good with that. Yeah, um, um, things are blue now. Things are blue now. Yeah. So um, th- and this was done for um, uh, to kind of help with people who are colorblind. So. They changed the the greens to blue maneuvers um, so that they're easier for uh, people who are colorblind colorblind to uh, see the difference between a red maneuver and a green maneuver and a white maneuver on a dial. And It looks um, like we added some. Is that uh, is that talent rolls? Yeah, it, it did get talent rolls. Yeah, so I'm gonna give you a, uh, just a
1: spoiler for the game we're about to play here in comments. I will never use that. <laughs> yeah. I, I actually don't know how talent rolls work. They seem very simple, and then every time I do them, I am miraculously flying off the board now like <laughs> i hate that maneuver and i hope it goes to hell <laughs> yeah um, joe's had some bad luck with yeah the that one in segnar past. loops i'm yeah. just not able to uh, oh no segnar's i can do yeah no talon yeah. roll i can't do segnar is the one i can't yeah yeah because i used to segnar all the time with iggies Iggy's yeah, Se-
0: segnars, are, segnar's are a great maneuver I, actually I, I do prefer the yeah, segnar lot, so great the talent. uh
1: talon roll like if somebody explains it to me i say yeah sure that makes total sense yeah and then i'll actually do the maneuver i like oh crap nuts i'm flying off the board yeah
0: so yeah forget that noise yeah so the um, other, it looks
1: like we have, okay, so we have different primaries for front and back now?
0: Yeah, so that's just a, that's just a way that they dif- differentiate things on the cards now. So one of the interesting things is that obviously the slave one has always had the dual arcs and it's always been a three attack die ship. Um, the difference is they're just, they're actually physically denoting the rear arc as its own separate element on the card now. Which do, do they have any ships that have different primary or different yeah. primary attack and different arcs? Yeah, so actually the, uh, the Lambda shuttle now has a a, a 2 die rear arc. What? still has the three out the front, but the rear, the rear arc gets two, which is honestly really awesome. It's a it's a huge, huge boost to that ship. Yeah, because um, that
1: ship don't exactly turn around good. Yeah,
0: yeah, I know. That, that ship, I, mean, I played a lot of Lambda Shuttle back in the day. I played yeah, a lot no of in-bases lists, and it was uh, it, having a rear arc on that ship is so cool. It's great, but... <laughs> I mean, but uh, we have a whole other episode about whether or not Palpatine's still a thing.
1: Moving on. All right. Yeah, Palpatine um, still exists. Not, not as good. Stat line's still good. So still two evades, still six, four for, for hull and shields. That's good. Actions. Yep. We still got focus. We got target. We have boost
0: built in. Built in boost. <laughs> really? Yeah. Which is, you know, that's something that, that's a huge benefit to the ship. Uh, engine upgrade was a very common upgrade on this, on this ship back in the day. That is pretty cool. And now you've got it built in, so you don't even have to spend the points on it. That is, in fact, really cool, especially with the medium. Or waste the
1: slot on it. Well, because Boost was always good on that one because what you could do is you could scooch slightly over, scooch not being an actual name of maneuver, but you get the idea. You could scooch over, but you could leave the rear arc facing the same way. Because one of the things that, that, you know, it doesn't seem like that big of a thing, but the fact that you had the rear arc and the front arc made it a good ship, but it almost became a liability because you paid points for that. Yeah, people that knew what they're doing Knew how to stay out of both arcs mm-hmm. almost all of the time. Yeah, it was a great ship for playing against people that were less experienced. You know, less less knowledgeable about how to fly <laughs> against it, which actually became kind of a good thing. As like yeah. it became more of an obscure ship, and nobody played it. Yeah, but like people that had been around since the beginning knew how to stay out of that arc. Yeah, but being able to boost changes that a lot, and yeah. especially with the hard ones, and being able to boost mm-hmm. it makes you really unpredictable with yeah. those sort of things, especially with a good pilot skill. Um, I have no idea what the either Green Atlantis or butthole <laughs> is, uh, Steve. You want to explain to me the well, butthole action? We're
0: actually going to come to that here in a minute because that's we're going to come to the butthole. That's okay, actually cool. there because of an upgrade on your ship, which we're going to get to here in just a second. Oh, Okay, cool. What's but the uh, what's the other one then? What's that, the, <laughs> the other thing added to the chassis of the fire sprays was a uh, was is a red now red actions is another thing I have to learn about uh, is a red reinforce action. Um, so this is instead of we don't have eight anymore. Uh nope. So instead of evade, you get Reinforce. Um okay. but so do you remember Reinforce? Did you did you play much with Reinforce fallback? Uh at all back then? isn't that on the wooden ships? It came yeah, it came out on the Ozzatuc, um, which right. were like, we're gonna you know what do they make those two Is that still a thing? Uh they still exist. I mean they they, they do exist, yes. They well, that's I really haven't seen anybody play them though. I really haven't seen anybody play them. They did. They changed the mechanic on reinforce, so it's not nearly as broken as it used to be.
1: There was something about them basically being B wings that like had extra toughness or something. Yeah, that sounds stupid. Pretty much. Yeah. So,
0: so (laughs) reinforce is uh, basically you put a reinforce token on your ship, and you tell it, uh, you say that you're either going to point it at your um, the front half of your ship or the back half of your ship. Okay. So what that means is that any ship shooting at you um, on the side yeah th- through the part that it's going through yeah is um from that from that direction is uh you you get to add one evade result to uh to your role basically Up okay i to, thought we were adding results anymore i thought you just changed dice now uh that's with the regular evade token um, okay so this the the reinforce still does add a result but the difference is that it can no longer um you can no longer use it to block the last damage so all okay, so so, the minimum one. So it's it minimum reduces to minimum one. Yeah, yeah. So you know what's so, funny is that's ex- that's exactly
1: toughness from mage knight, but yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Fair enough.
0: Yeah. So it's a lot more fair now in that regard. Um and the other thing that they changed about it was how you can get out of a reinforce arc. So the reinforce arc is 180 degrees across the middle of the ship left to right. Okay. Um, so it used to be that if any part of your base was was in that arc that okay. that the reinforce was on then you had then it was an effect now if you're straddling that line at all and any part of your base is outside of that arc you're considered flanking and a flanking ship reinforce doesn't work on a flanking ship so, okay. if, you're, so if you're straddling that 180 degree i'm really
1: glad to know that before we go and play because that's yeah. the kind of thing that uh that will cause me to put up my hands yeah. like wacky waving inflatable arm to man yes. and be like what the sh- yeah. is going on with this game now.
0: So reinforce has definitely been weakened. Um it's still a solid upgrade as a red action on this ship. Quite honestly, I don't think you're going to use it a whole lot in this yeah. build. There you, there may come some times like if you run up against a swarm, there it, there may come some games where it really comes in handy, but I don't think it's going to be a common action for you just with the way this build's set up. So That's fair. Yeah, I'm gonna
1: Um, ignore the upgrade list that we have on here so far because I'm just gonna deal with the ones that we currently can play. Yeah, I will not be in case anyone's wondering. I will not be modifying this list from what Steve hands me. Uh, (laughs) I don't know anything about what's going on here.
0: Yeah, so we went with a you know fairly basic, um, fairly simple setup, which I think is kind of one of the interesting things with 2.0, is that it's so upgrade minimal compared to 1.0. Like you you tend to most ships don't have a crap ton of upgrades (laughs) on them like they did in one. Let me
1: uh, let me put a caveat to that. Um compare this looks much more similar to the early days of 1.0 where there were not that many upgrades in the game, nor were they terribly cost effective yeah. for the most part, outside of two or three. I mean I'm gonna be grizzled old man here for a minute. It's like, remember in the corset and wave one, there were like a half a dozen playable upgrades total? Yeah. Missiles were garbage. You you had to play Y Wings because there weren't really that many other options, and yeah. like man, they almost always got an eye on cannon. But beyond that, I mean until until the Falcon came out. Yeah. Which until the Falcon came out is something you guys never thought you'd hear. Yeah, but uh, yeah,
0: until that first wave of ships came out, you were at uh, you were at a. Uh, I was at the release the, for that, f- oh, yeah. the Kessel Run release party for oh, that. Yeah, that yeah. was actually right before I started playing the game. They they went down for the Kessel Run, and I I had played like a kitchen table game with them before that event. And no, then... we
1: owned it. We actually played in two Kessel runs. We oh, yeah, literally right. played in one and drove from that store to another one that was also at Orlando the same day. Yeah. <laughs> And played on tables that were, I believe, I think we measured it at the end, were 26 inches across. Oh, yeah. That was the uh, call, that was <laughs> Yeah, the that costume. was a knife fight right there. Yeah, that was like the costume the of Comics in yeah, that mall. It was. Mall. It was a cock, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was. Uh, <laughs> man, that was a knife fight. I yeah. remember the first game we played. We got there late, so I sat down and immediately started playing the game. You know, put all the stuff, literally put the stuff on the table and started playing the game. We did our first maneuvers the first round. The guy was about to go back down. I was like, I'm going to start firing now. He's like. How are we within range? That's not even possible. But like, yeah, I don't know if you measured these tables ahead of time, yeah. but you, everything's in range. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, what? Yeah. That's it was crazy. more
0: like the rule of like eight, not the rule of 11. So <laughs> um, I so do remember got, those tables because I went to those. I played and I played once at that store at the MDR Alpha event the next year. I played. Uh, we went to that. Same I remember. Yeah, because yeah, and and we I, still have those those yeah. cards for the Z ninety five. Yes, the, yeah, I still got plenty of those old. And the Z ninety five
1: blew your mind. A Twelve point ship for the rebels. Crazy. What? Yeah, so, with
0: shields. With shields. So the first uh, <laughs> the first upgrade we got here um, that we're going to talk about is the Marauder title, okay. um, because it kind of sets off some other stuff. Because uh, you've you've also got the Han Solo uh, gunner. Which you can't play without the Marauder title. The Marauder title gives you that Gunner slot. So when you perform a primary, is this icon is that attacking out the butthole? That is the rear attack. Yes, rear attack. Yes, uh, Rear Admiral yep. Boba
1: Fett. Uh, you may reroll one attack type. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's good. That's a nice. Oh, that's thing on now. top of what he's already got.
0: That's on top of Boba Fett's other, you know, normal range one reroll. So he'll, he'll uh, you can get some. Range two and three re rolls if you're shooting out the out the butt. So here. it's kind of
1: like cast scarlet like old school now where you yeah. actually want to fire out the back. You're yeah. actually a little better at that. Yeah, a little bit. That's kind of cool. Um, and then it
0: adds a what is this slot? Uh, that's the gunner slot. So the gunner slot is a whole new slot that uh, that did not exist in in 1.0. That um, basically it's kind of analogous to a crew slot, but um, they use it to sp- split everything up a little bit more. So, um. You get uh, Han. In this case, we're going to be using Han Solo Gunner, um, but there's a lot of other different Gunner upgrades out there. Um, but uh, we're going with Han on this on this list.
1: Okay, so let's go to Han next. Before you engage, we perform a red uh, focus action. Yeah. What is engage? Is that when you activate or something? Or? Yeah.
0: So engage is just you know, as soon as you as you're about to shoot. So when uh, there, when you're about to shoot or before you move. Uh, about to shoot. So engage, to shoot. Okay. Engages, Engaging happens in the engagement phase, which is the shooting. You know, sh- the old combat phase. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that makes sense. Yeah. So. Um, so basically, as you are about to shoot, so when it's your turn in the initiative order to shoot in the engagement phase, um, you can perform a red focus action. So you can you can, do that if you bonked? Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah That's this is good. a totally separate. So as long you can do this basically as long as you're not stressed. Okay. So as long as you're not stressed, um, you can do this. You can do it if you're sitting on a rock, even, although you couldn't really shoot. But yeah. Oh, well, yeah. But you can get it for defense. But you can get it for defense. You're fairly high in the order. It's a five in the
1: order. Yeah, you can do it anyways. Okay. Looks like we got one more crew on this. Oh, hey, I know this guy. Uh you IG eighty eight D. You have the pilot ability of each other friendly ship with the IG two thousand upgrade.
0: I guess we're not doing that. We're not using that part of it. Um the reason we got IG eighty eight D on here is that he's he's basically like a really cheap version of Perceptive Copilot or or the old uh uh what's it called? Uh the one that gave you double focus. I've already, I'm already forgetting the old names now. Oh, Recon Specialist. Recon Specialist, yeah. Oh, come on, man. So, I love Recon Specialist. Uh, so, so Recon Specialist, uh, you know, obviously just used to give you a two-focus. You take a focus action, you get a free focus. Uh, perceptive Copilot is the replacement for that, but it costs okay. 10 points. Th- but everything's doubled now, right? So it's effectively 5? Effectively f- the old 5, yeah. Still 5.3. So, yeah. yeah. Now, IGD8D, obviously we're not using the IG2000 part of this upgrade, but we're, we are utilizing the fact that it gives you... Um, it adds the calculate to- uh, action to your bar, a white calculate action. So, and just to
1: stop you for a second, I'm going to tell you a secret about this card. Yeah. After you're done telling me what a calculate token is, because I don't have any idea what the
0: hell you're talking about. Okay. So, a calculate token is uh, basically a new type of focus token that is used only by droids. So, because obviously IG88D is a droid, he, uh, he gives you that, he adds that action to your bar. Um, as a crew member, and then what it does is as opposed to being like a normal focus, it only changes one focus result instead of all your focus results. So, um, So it's a little more limited in its use, but the cool thing here is that it gives you, with IGAD, so after you perform one of these calculate actions, you gain an extra calculate token. So you get two of them. So You essentially have two mini focuses. You have two mini focuses, which can be very well, I mean, useful. You only
1: roll two defend dice, so like you're yeah. not really gonna change two that well, and, often. And even three attack. Yeah. And
0: Boba's was getting re rolls out the butt. So I mean, he's he's gonna he's hopefully re rolling himself into his evades, and then maybe here and there getting a focus that or getting a focus result that he can use a calculate on. Hmm. So and it also gives you the option to use it on more on more sh- engagements. So. You know, sometimes you get that, that point where you roll double, like you only need to evade one or, or whatever. And so you use your focus for, for one evade. Um, but is gunner still a thing? um, Like the old school
1: gunner where like, if they miss you, they get another shot.
0: Uh, not really. There's, um, there's some similar ish effects in the game, but so you're not like, you're
1: not trying to do that thing when you game the system by taking one damage and not letting it blast you out of the oblivion. Yeah. For the
0: most part, that okay. doesn't, that's, that's not really kind of, I mean, it still technically kind of exists on the, the IG-88s. Um, oh, okay. they, they, they still have that similar kind of gunner effect with their cannon slots or whatever. But, um, hmm. but yeah, it's like the traditional old school gunner doesn't exist anymore. Now, uh, do you know why this is the secret part? Do you
1: know why they chose that icon and why only droids can do it? Uh, no, I do not. No, you do not. No. Because uh, and everybody can go look at this when they get you know done listening to this podcast. Uh, that icon, uh-huh. that's the Matrix of Leadership from the nineteen eighties Transformers movie. Um, I don't know if you recognized oh, it, I but you need to dare, dare to keep all your dreams alive. Oh my God. Well, oh, okay. Dude, so look at it again. Like go home, oh, and look at me it. it. Tell Yeah. Let me see like, it. Some things you can't unsee, bro. Some things you can't unsee, bro. That is
0: totally the matrix of leadership. I am. Okay. I'm going to be honest here. I am not nearly as well versed in transformers lore as you are. Uh, well, you done fucked up. I um, know. I know. I, I mean, I, I, I do love the transformers and stuff, but I, I, I don't remember all the don't lore. remember the matrix of leadership? The whole movie is about opening the dang thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I remember it. I don't remember what the icon looks like. Well, but now I know. And, and knowing is half the battle.
1: During the break, by the way, before we play, I'm going to make him look at that picture of the Matrix of Leadership. He's going to be like, okay. oh, dang, Joe was right for once. Yeah. It'll be the last time. Um, all right. Let's move on to the next ship. You want to do... Uh, it looks like we have Paylob and Forlom. Which one do you going to
0: do first? Uh, let's go with Forlom. Okay, let's go with Forlom. Um, so we got the... So the,
1: Forlom is a... That's a mist hunter. Uh, they suck. Why are we playing this
0: <laughs> um, Yeah, oddly enough. Mist hunters don't suck as much, nearly as much oh, as they really? used to. Oh, really? Yeah. What? That's they've they've gotten considerably better, especially the life delightful change of pace. Yeah, it's delightful. Um, so, uh, and I think part of the reason they don't suck as much is is because they haven't really changed that much. I think any ships that didn't change a lot from from uh, first edition to second edition actually got a kind of a buff that way. Well, I never really understood what the problem with
1: the chip was because at the end of the day didn't it seem like just a when it came out i remember looking at be like this seems like just a scum b-wing yeah
0: and, and that's really, I think were relatively
1: good yeah you know relatively i mean they,
0: yeah well they were know. when g1a's came out i think they were still kind of decent
1: they're still legitimate i always like zuckus always had a neat ability yeah like it seems like i'd rather have a good you know you had better chances on attack dice than they had on defend dice so yeah. it seems like
0: that should be good yeah
1: but no it never was no, no um it just
0: never works it was too not. It was too. It wasn't maneuverable enough for for, for one point So it's a medium. It got bigger. So it got bigger, um, which you can kind of go again. You can go back and forth as to how good or bad that is for the ship in general. Getting bigger seems bad, but yeah, probably not great. Maybe a better blocker, but I don't
1: know that you block yeah. this.
0: Yeah, it helps it block a little bit. Um Although it's right in the middle. So like maybe you do.
1: Maybe it doesn't get blocked against it, smaller ships. It is and a it three does initiative.
0: Yeah, it's three initiative. And the other thing too is that we we gave it the Mist Hunter title and advanced sensors. So you can kind of do those advanced, you can, before you move, you can do your barrel rolls and stuff like that. So, uh, so,
1: okay. So advanced sensors hasn't changed much, pretty much the same. You just take your action before you move.
0: Yeah. But the, the, the big change to advanced sensors, uh, and it's not really going to affect this list or this usage of it, but, um, uh, you can only perform one action. Uh, when you use it so you can't so you can't, use can't it. push the limit on it yeah you yeah push i mean push the limit doesn't exist anymore but there's a lot of push the limit-esque effects on certain ships uh that they can no longer use with it so you okay. can't perform
1: another action okay so same things that used to be on that one Could we go back to what for himself does all yeah. right so for is after you fully execute a red maneuver gain one calculate token okay and you're just getting one from him right you're yeah. not doing any tricksy tricks to get extra no so at the start of the end phase, you may choose one ship at range zero to one. If you do, transfer one of your stress tokens to that ship. So it can be one you're touching. If you want it at range one, it could be friendly. It can be okay. Okay, I'm getting that. Uh, so you have the Calculate action uh, again. It looks like the matrix of leadership. Yeah. Uh, we have target lock. I'm still familiar with. Mm-hmm. Um, I have no idea what squiggly line is.
0: That is jam. So jam was a uh, jam was added fairly late in 1.0. So I don't think you ever played with or against it, but. Okay. Um, I remember so, seeing it in Spaceballs. Yeah. Uh, no one would give me the last Yeah. Old Star. So the jamming action um, basically allows you, so if you're within range one uh, of a ship, or I guess technically one to zero, but I'm not sure how you'd be one to zero without, I guess there's probably some ways to do it, <laughs> but uh, without uh, having overlapped and not having an action. But regardless, um, if if you have a ship within range, one of you, you can use the jam action to give it a jam token. Oh uh, well, no, I can think of one way because you could start in base. To, uh, is there base to base anymore? Is that a thing?
1: Um. Yeah, range right. zero is still okay, but you can like start base to base with somebody, and if you did like advanced sensors before you moved, you could jam before you move,
0: right? Yes. So yeah. That, if yeah, if you did an advanced sensor, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. that might be a thing. Yeah. I mean, so, I don't know that'll come up that often, nah. but good to know. It's a thing. The more you know. Well, then you have a stop maneuver. Fits fits. You do have a stop maneuver on the ship, but the stop's red, so you wouldn't be able to do it with stress anyways. But regardless, so the jam act you give the jam token to the to the enemy ship within did range. Did it have a stop before? It didn't, did it? I don't think so. I
1: don't believe so. That's yeah. a heck of a thing to just yeah. throw on there.
0: Yeah, stop maneuver is actually pretty nice. Hmm. Uh so you give the jam token to the enemy ship, and then you get to decide. Uh, which token you want to strip off that ship. So you can basically hand it to a ship. Let's say a ship has a focus and a target lock on it. You hand it a jam token and then you can say, I want to get rid of that target lock because I don't want you to be able to shoot me with your proton torpedoes, which are also, also, by the way, really awesome upgrades now Hmm. um, that you're probably going to see a lot of in general. But, okay. um, So the jam gives you that ability to uh, manipulate your opponent's upgrade or, uh, you know, Beneficial tokens. Beneficial tokens, yeah. Okay. Now they don't. Uh, they've changed a little bit from the way they worked in 1.0, but they don't. Uh, they don't stay there anymore. So if you give it to a ship, that uh, so one of the things is you can give it to a ship that doesn't have any tokens yet, okay. and then when they get a token, it has to go away in order to get rid of the jam token. Okay. So basically they would move in that case you know wouldn't you wouldn't get to choose because they would just move Yeah, it's whatever one they threw on there yeah. first would be gone. Yeah, yeah. So and it's then it's not then, optional. And then I believe the jam tokens go away at the end of the round now. Are they red? Isn't that the thing now? It's like all red tokens go
1: away. Oh they're, or, no. they're orange. Oh they're orange. Yeah, I believe I believe they're uh, like so it's like are it's like green tokens go away, red tokens stay, and then orange does uh there's also
0: something to do with circles and squares too, oh God, yeah, okay, okay, uh, mind yeah. blown moving on yeah it it gets a little the, the way they've made that work, yeah, they really made that way, way simpler, yeah, but jam tokens go away at the end of the round, so there are some upgrades that allow you to keep jam tokens through a round, um so hmm. like through an end phase, but um for the most part gen they're by default they go away at the end of the round. It looks like the last thing that we've
1: got on the uh on 4LOM is the title that gives it barrel rolling and uh, gives it a cannon slot even though it doesn't like we're using the cannon slot
0: yeah we're not using the cannon slot Um, the main reason for the for the title there is just the barrel roll um, which is a really really nice thing to have with um, with advanced sensors because it's going to let you barrel roll out to do like be able to clear that hard one maneuver if, if somebody's blocking you know so it's gonna just give you some better options to try and clear to to be able to land those uh those red maneuvers um so that you can gain your free calculate token
1: It's kinda of interesting to be able to have a stop like being able to barrel yeah. roll into a stop's kind of fun, yeah, a barrel roll change talk to me real quick barrel roll is not the free for all it used to be isn't
0: there something about like the mid mid yeah. guide so the the guides the the new templates um have guide hash marks on them um so the the one in particular. Has um, vertical and a horizontal hash mark on it. So on a so doing a normal barrel roll with a small base ship, you would kind of do it the way you used to do, where you take the the one, put it long ways. But the hash mark in the middle of the template has to line up with the middle hash mark on the side of the ship that you, you're choosing the barrel roll from. Okay. So um, you line it up basically right in the middle of the ship. You can't line it up in the back or in the front, so you don't get as much wiggle room okay, or any wiggle room where you start your barrel roll from. And then when you do your barrel roll to the other side, you can either go hash mark to hash mark, so you can basically go completely sideways with no forward or backward motion. Okay. Or you can go all the way up to to the corner or all the way back to the corner. Okay. Um, That makes some sense. And that's the edge of the template, not the hash mark. Okay. So you still have to keep the template within the base. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay, so we have one last ship to talk about. Uh, what's the third ship in this build? Third ship in this build is um, a Hawk 290 Palab Godalhi. Really? Yes. Okay, so uh, you've set me up for failure here. <laughs> no, the the uh, the Hawk again is another ship uh, receiving new life in version 2.0 of X-wing. It's uh, it's okay. pretty pretty damn good, and actually. This is another one um, that a lot of people are talking about getting possible point nerfs in the upcoming point adjustment. Um,
1: the, the Hawk. The Hawk's going to get nerfed. Because uh, the Hawk is too good. Yeah. Possibly. Okay, well, seeing is going to be believing. All right, so still a small base ship. Cool. Uh, initiative three. Yeah, sounds all right. Uh So we have two different kinds of arcs here. We have the front arc is
0: a uh, 3 damage. Well, so the the funny thing about the hawk is it doesn't actually by itself have a uh, a front arc. It only has a turret arc. Okay. Um a single a single pointed turret arc. Okay. Um so the that front arc is being added by the Moldy Crow title. So the mold, the Moldy Crow title and this is part of what makes the, the new version of the hawk so good. Um, is that it has a turret that it can move around and do whatever it wants with and shoot from okay. as, as a tube built in, and with the Moldy Crow title, Moldy Crow title, it gets a forward-facing three-die attack arc. Okay. Which Is you know. It's just straightforward. Okay. Yeah. So for twelve points or six of the old points, two. It used to be four one on the hull and shields, right? Uh, yeah, I believe so. Yeah. So get so a little get better a, on that. Okay. Yes, yeah, so it's a little better. It got a better ratio on that. Yeah. Is that okay? So the icon
1: that I'm looking at that looks like uh, the tattoo from, uh, from Full Metal Alchemist—that's rotating the arc. Yes. So okay. that's
0: a linked action. Uh, so on the action, so we have a couple bar, of
1: ways we can link into that, or we can do it for free. We have boost in this thing. Uh, yeah, it's got a built-in red boost. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, no, it, looks, it can jam. Can you have? Can you have multiple jam tokens? Can uh, this yeah. jam
0: and can soak in the forelum? Yes, you can. You can do put multiple jam tokens on a ship. Huh. Okay. Now again, they go away at the end phase, so that might not always be terribly useful, but yeah. it's a possibility. But like if you're down to like one ace you're trying to kill, it feels like maybe there's something. Yeah, like if you got a ship that is capable to of, really pester and annoy. Yeah, if you got a ship that is actually capable of multi of token stacking, it, it's useful. So
1: at the start of the engagement phase, that's not when you engage at the start of that phase altogether. Yep. Okay, you can choose one enemy ship in
0: your firing arc at range zero to two. Is that is that primary and turret? Yes, that's the, and that's the other great part about the multi crow, crow title is that it gives it doubles essentially the arcs that you can use to uh, to use Paylob's ability with. If you transfer one focus or evade token from that ship to
1: yourself, okay. So yeah. that's kind of what he's doing in the last one, but that yeah. seems good. Um, his, he
0: he's a stop. He has a stop. Yeah, they like they, yeah, yeah. everything in this list. Stop now. Uh, yeah, I mean, you can you get two ships that can. They can just stop say, hey, what's up? <laughs> that's
1: Okay, that'll be interesting.
0: Yeah. It will be interesting. Okay, so now this the, is
1: my build. And that's what we're looking at. So we're looking at the fire spray with with Han, IG-88, and the Marauder title. Yeah. We're looking at four LOM with advanced sensors and mist hunter. Okay? Yeah. And we're looking at uh, the Hawk with the moldy crow title. So we're looking at three ships. We're looking at one, two, three, four, five. We got six upgrades on there. Mm-hmm. We obviously have one big one and two to about half the size of that
0: yeah i mean you're really paying the most there for the moldy crow but it really does give you a lot i mean it's no, oh I can it, see it. it still actually kind of has some of its old ability too so you gain that front primary arc with 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 a three. Oh, okay and you still have uh you don't remove foc- up to two focus tokens. yeah so, so you no more stacking you 10, can't do 000. the infinite stack like you used to do but honestly in and everything is kind of you have to adjust everything for 2.0 terms because just everything is kind of weaker and more subdued than it was in 1.0 in a lot of ways. Right. So
1: Well, that thing was silly before. You just had to yeah, like, stack exactly. like 20 of them yeah. as if that mattered.
0: So now, you know, it was be- like when
1: Ty- it was a not Tyco. Um No,
0: it was Tyco that
1: ran around like 14 stress tokens. Yeah, yeah,
0: Tyco was the one that, that didn't yeah, didn't care about stress. <laughs> yeah, it's like, okay, cool. Yeah, he's like I can just stack stress and keep doing actions cuz I don't care. So we looked at my so list. Do you know what like? you're going to be playing? Uh, yeah, I'm going to be playing a first order list, um, that I've been messing around with a little bit. Are you, uh, is Omega Leader in it? Is Omega Leader in it, Steve? Yeah, I'm going to take him out, though. I'm going to take him out for this, for this practice session. Yeah, I believe you. Well, Omega, it's, well, it's actually, his his name is Midnight now. Oh, good. His name is Robert Paulson. He still sucks. Yeah, he's Midnight. Well, you know, you also, uh, you can't use juke on him anymore. That helps.
1: All right, so Um, what... the reason I ask is we're about to take our, our first break here in the middle and we're going to do like a true coffee talk with Linda Richmond and uh you know you're going to decide who's <laughs> going to win, you know, discuss amongst yourselves, I'm a bit for and we're going to come back and we're going to you know, we're going to play the game and I will tell you what I think of this build and what I kind of my initial thoughts on 2.0 and how we feel like this is going to be going into uh going into the tournament this weekend.
0: All right, let's do it. And now, this week in Florida. Three syringes were found in a Pinellas County man's rectum, which he claimed didn't belong to him, deputies said. A warrant is out for the 40-year-old Wesley Dasher Scott on a drug charge, and deputies took him into custody on January 4th around 4.30 a.m. During his strip search, deputies with the Pinellas County Sheriff's Office said he removed three syringes from his rectum and handed it to them. Scott said he found them, and they weren't his. Additional drug charges were later added to his arrest. Alright, welcome back everybody. We are in the second half of our episode here. Um, we've just finished our game with Joe, his first game of uh, X-Wing 2.0 using Boba Fett that uh, he was uh, very excited to do. Alright Joe, what's the verdict? What'd you think? How'd it go?
1: <laughs> Funny story about uh, that list, so we keep calling it a Boba Fett list. Boba Fett uh, did hot garbage and nothing. and <laughs> um, was uh, a Um That involved me flying him poorly. But he was sort of a non-factor. That being said, it was a fun game. Actually, think that list has some promise. I'm gonna need to work on some of my fundamentals. You know, no can dunk, but it's not a bad list, and I think it's gonna go pretty well, actually.
0: Yeah, I think um, I think the opening engagement. um, Obviously, I think I think you just overextended Boba, and that was probably that's really just what set up some of the his early his somewhat ignominious demise. yeah,
1: well, okay. so what happened in the beginning was in my opening joust, I, I put on the mud flaps and hauled ass and went out with a a four straight. and I followed that up by boosting an attempted to I had quick draw across the uh, the way from me and I didn't want him to get away. So I really kind of overextended an and attempted to be able to just engage him at all, thinking he just hard right out of out of the gate and I would never be able to find him. And part of that had to do with the fact that, Steve's list was running a five and two sixes and I gave him an initiative. So really I was at a a initiative disadvantage from the get go. You know, I have a five, two threes, he's got a five and two sixes, and he gets it, you know, initiative. So I was really worried he would try to do the classic juke maneuver where he just sets up right across from me and then immediately hard turns out of that just sort of flip the board horizontally and make it so that I have no I have to fly to him. That was what I was worried about you doing. So I took Boba Fett and I tried to, you know, kind of ram him down your throat. And I discovered one thing that's very vital to running this list, which is Boba Fett is not good at long range. <laughs> it's not where his strengths lie. He's pretty poor at it. Yeah, in he's, fact.
0: he's actually he's actually a knife fighter these days. He is.
1: And maybe if I just stayed at the range that I was at where he probably wouldn't have gotten shots and just taken the calculate, even if you just sort of threw on the gas too and gotten a range three at least I had the calculate tokens like being naked at that point was really terrible yeah um naked boba fett there's a reason to take his mask off (laughs) he stays fully dressed throughout the series
0: and and just for just for reference um i was playing uh quick draw uh test pilot blackout and uh midnight so just, just to kind of give you a little bit of reference. I had Lone Wolf on Quick Draw, so I kind of set I set him up a little bit more um directly in front of Joe's across from Joe's list, and then midnight and blackout were kind of off to the off to the side, getting ready to flank flank in and you know, I was kind of letting Quick Draw be be a jouster, which he's which he's pretty efficient at. So Well and you cut a little bit of an unlucky break because the shot the best shot
1: on quick draw took out was it two or three of his shields? Uh, he took down three. Yeah, see, that, he took one. out three shields in one shot. So he had one remaining because he has a shield up. He had a shield yeah. upgrade on yeah. him in this build. So like, he only got to use his ability twice, and it wasn't. Those shots weren't terribly consequential. Yeah. I mean, they did damage. They did well, but they weren't, you know.
0: Yeah, it could have been, it, it. could have been better. Um, I mean, it went actually it went. They far- weren't set
1: up shots. They yeah. weren't like ones where you got up. You know, just the full FTL. You yeah, focused. Well, the one lock. thing
0: that worked out for you with Bobo, even though you overextended yourself, is that you did blow those three shields off of quick draw, on that range three engagement. Yeah, with with you know ro- rolling natties, so that yeah, <laughs> that that always that always helps. But but
1: here's one big story we'll take out of this thing. One vitally important thing I learned out of this is that the damage deck has changed. And it yeah, has changed yeah. fundamentally. Because I got... And I'm not going to remember the name of this one. Steve, maybe it'll help me out on this one. I got a crit that gives you an Ion token right before you engage. And this is important because I got it at Pilot Skills... Or, pilot Skills... Initiative 6. At Initiative 6, I got that one. No, I'm sorry.
0: Did I get it when I fired you got it from no you got it before you fired because i got it before i fired because oh because he was able to shoot at me first it was on the second it was on the second round of shooting and it was um you know quick draw shot and was able to uh put a crit into into boba but what it really did that was disabled power regulator which is uh before you engage gain one ion token then after you execute an ion maneuver repair the card
1: which was really troublesome because I got a ion token. Because this is a medium based ship, it didn't do anything the first round. It didn't actually do anything the second round when I engaged because I'd already moved. But it was three rounds later, I was forced to take an ion maneuver, which did not fly me off the board, but made it so I couldn't possibly stay on the board. <laughs> yeah. So it essentially flew me off the board because I wasn't really factoring the fact that you. You have to plan three turns later for where this Ion's going to matter. Because the old deck, there was the one that gave you the Ion token. You had to immediately do the Ion next turn. Yeah. And you were done with the thing. It was over, and you moved on with your life. This one, not so much. Yeah. That was really quite odd. Yeah. Like, that was a big difference from one to two, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's definitely a different card, and um, it's it's interesting because it's actually the first time. I've seen it pop up in a few other games, and this is the first time it's meant anything just because every other time it's popped up, it's it's been on a ship that, that died straight after that. Before so it did, yeah. It almost had to, to be ion. on something with a big hull
1: like the, the fire. Yeah, yeah. Like. It's
0: definitely more consequential on, on something with five-plus hull where it's likely to pop up and last for a turn or two. So, mm. um, And it's also weirder on the larger ships now because of the way ion tokens stack. You know, on that medium base ship, it takes, you know, it takes two. So you have to you actually do have to think like two or three turns out.
1: Okay, because right, it was three turns later before it was actually relevant. Yeah. That was weird. That was very strange. One thing I did learn mm-hmm. is that when you refer to Boba Fett as a knife fight, this whole list is a knife fight list. Yeah. Because of the way Paylob's ability works at that range and the way that Forlom is able to hand out those stresses at short range. Yeah. It feels like the whole list wants to fight very close together. Yeah and it wants to fight close to your opponent.
0: Yeah, I think the I think the opening the opening sal- the opening maneuvers there y- you probably should have gone pretty slow and then waited until you could get a turn to really dive in. Um, yeah, I think going you're right. fast. So um, but that's you know, that's just a live and learn thing with a with a, with a list you haven't played before.
1: Yeah, no, I definitely did. Um I mean, both died when he flew off the board with his with his strangely uh, effective crit. I mean he'd already taken he only had two hull left. Anyway. Yeah, he only had two he'd, hole he'd left. He'd taken a pretty he, hefty beating.
0: Done a pr- he, he he pretty much I mean, he pretty much took out quick draw anyways. I think uh he did a little bit of damage to quick draw from um Forlom but um but, but Boba Fett pretty much took quick draw out.
1: One other moment that was pretty fascinating was uh Forlom took a crit that happened to be the give him two
0: stress crit. When he didn't he, have any stress on it? Which he <laughs> had no stress on him, which he yeah, so simply <laughs> passed off to somebody else. Yeah, so that's one of those one of those times uh you know it's terrible like you know panic pilot I think in 2.0 is considered to be one of the worst crits out there. It's 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 a it's you know getting too stressed is pretty bad. And uh, that was one of the few times I've seen it actually become a positive for a ship to get panic pilot. Yeah, that was pretty clutch actually. It was
1: really quite interesting cuz like Forlom managed to control the board once it became a knife fight because once he starts giving out that stress and he limits your maneuver dial to you know ways to clear it. Yeah. He's pretty got pretty open range. To just keep yeah. stressing himself to give you more.
0: Yeah, especially because he you know if you can keep somebody if you can keep somebody within range one of yourself, you can essentially just keep hard stopping. Well, so, yeah, and
1: what I didn't well, he can hard stop, and with a medium base, he's a pretty <clears> good blocker <throat> at that. Yeah, what was weird was that paylov wasn't able to steal a single token that game. Yeah, because by the time he got into the fight and we're all together. I was stressed all over the place. You moment. were stressed. <laughs> yeah, stressed the hell and back. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Well, because, and then part, part of the reason I was stressed so badly was because, um, it was because, uh, the, I think the same turn that he took the panic, uh, that, uh, Forlom took the panic pilot, so did, uh, Midnight.
1: Yeah, he got one right back. So, yeah. so
0: Midnight had two stress and then got a third one from, from, uh, from Forlom.
1: I think it's fair to say that Crits played an overly large part
0: of this game. Yeah. I mean, I, and I think, uh, we did roll a lot of crits, which was, you know, yeah, we weren't able to produce them, you know, they were being unnaturally.
1: Produced, yeah. You had fear, you had. No, I'm sorry, what is it? Fanaticism. I had, uh, fanatic had fanaticism, roll. but it never
0: went off. Well, it didn't create crits either; it just creates regular hits. But ah, okay, yeah. gotcha. But no, we just we. I mean, we rolled a fair amount of hits or crits, but the, uh, I think what you saw there was the power of like the 2.0 damage deck is, it's interesting. I I think, in a lot of ways, it is. Nastier than than the old, than the old. Well, I think deck. it's more consistently effective. At, every crit, I, I want to be I wanna say, I want to say every something. crit is
1: better than the worst crit, uh, the the weakest crits from the last one. Yeah, and I don't think any of them are. I could be wrong on this. I don't think any of them are quite as bad as say, you know, a crucial blinded pilot in the old one. You know? Yeah,
0: yeah. I I think it's a it's a variance thing. I think they. I think
1: the variance has gotten lower. Yeah. But they are generally more. They're generally worse. consequential.
0: Yeah, they, 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 they gen like as a whole, it's worse. But well, especially compared to the original one point deck.
1: Yeah, the, the original one point deck had the highest variance, but sometimes could be useless. You yeah. know, if you picked up the the crit that got rid of your elite pilot skill on, I don't know, say anything that didn't have an EPT on it. Yeah.
0: Who gave a rat's ass? Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, like who cares? Like if you got it on your Tie Fighter, and you had the other, and then you had the other one that knocked off your secondary weapon. Which, yeah, like there were no secondary weapons. How back many then. ships really played secondary weapons back then? Even well, a so. lot of them played bombs, but it works on bombs, right? <laughs> no, Joe, it doesn't. <laughs> Does it not, Steve? Shut up! Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but I thought it was a good
1: game, and it makes me want to play more 2.0 because it was a very aggressive game. We yeah. played what. Five to six rounds. Yeah, six rounds, it, I
0: think? It, it went quick. It was we, we were definitely both playing pretty aggressive. I mean, you know, I think I think your list was is definitely like like I said, it's a bit of a knife fighter list it wants to be close up. Um, it wants to it wants to deal out damage pretty pretty heavily. Um, you know, mine I at least tried to do that with quick draw, and that may or may not have been the best way to do it. But I'm 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 kind of. You know, trying different different ways of uh, flying quick draw. But
1: what I like that I that I won't miss about 1.0 is there was no, like, just you had so many modifiers on defense where I'd throw dice, and then just, like, even if I got, yeah, you know, three hits, you'd just be like... Oh, I mean... Even, like, remember, I mean, tier back when Soontir was oh, the yeah. golden age of that, it's like if you threw three hits against him, he laughed at you. Yeah. Like, if you didn't hit four in some way to mess up his dice, who cared?
0: Yeah, pretty much. So mm. it's it's you you definitely have i mean first of all modifiers are just at an absolute premium in 2.0 mm. compared to compared to 1.0 1.0 it's a lot of times it felt like you had too many modifiers <laughs> those times where you didn't even use half a lot a lot of your modifiers it was like you had you know a token stack of a bunch of focus and then maybe an evade and you know and and plus whatever natural built-in mod- ways to modify dice you had so
1: well, I feel like in this version that we just played, um, which is obviously, you know, it's 2.0. It, hopefully, it'll be what 2.0 is kind of like. You're at least limited by the number of dice you throw. Yeah. Like, if you can go back to like the basics of 1.0, the evade token always, always lets you go above and beyond the number yeah. of dice you threw. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you could evade, the number of hits that you could deflect were equal to your agility value plus the one of eight, At least. That's gone.
0: And that's yeah. a game changer. Yeah.
1: You know, and especially later in 1.0 when it got to, you know, being able to add results above and beyond what you had, you know, add a hit. Yeah. It was just ridiculous.
0: Yeah, there was a lot of just stuff like that. I mean, and some of it's kind of, you know, it still exists. I mean, you've, you know, obviously with, with, uh, with Ray out there and the, has come back and the resistance and Finn, oh, yeah, you can, yeah. you can kind of still do that trick. Uh, you know, it's not, it's not what it was. Um, and honestly, I think, most people these days are are really kind of playing Ray pretty light. They're um, a lot of, even with zero upgrades. They're just just throwing her in there. Well, so she's short in real life. Daisy Ridley's not a tall lady. Yeah, <laughs> it's like
1: when I play player small, player small. She's, she's yeah, like five foot nothing. Yeah, and she's she's very petite. So, mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> very nice though, very nice smile. Um, but I think this is a legitimate list. I think it's what I'm gonna play this coming up weekend.
0: I think it's a good starting point for sure. Yeah,
1: it is. It is. You know. I don't know that I'll get another game under my belt before we go and do that, mm-hmm. but I feel like it has. When you talk about how good a list is, and let's get a little you know meta on this. When you talk about how good a list is in any game, be it X Wing, Destiny, Magic of the Gathering, whatever else you know, Keyforge, whatever else you play. You always want to find one with what you call a a high floor. Mm -hmm. you know what i mean a one that performs at a minimum at a certain certain range yeah and then there are certain builds in certain games and x-wing is certainly one of them where there's also a high ceiling yeah where if you do things right and you do things well you can be anything Mm -hmm. i'm looking right now for one with a very high floor i want one that you know can perform well if i perform Mm -hmm. poorly yeah and i think this is a good list for that. Yeah. I think it's a good one to segue back into 2.0. You know, as
0: a. How many rounds do we play on Saturday, even? Do you know? Um, uh, It'll depend on attendance, but it'll probably be four rounds with a top four cut. If I went two
1: and two, I'd be perfectly happy because I would feel like that's where I'm at right now. Yeah. You know, I'd like to do better than that. But, yeah. Having not played in a long time, <laughs> you can only suspect, you know, like, so <clears throat> you can only hope for so much yeah (laughs) Yeah. um so i like the fact that it feels like i can win a couple of games with this playing modestly well and not screwing up yeah and that's where i want to be right now
0: yeah oh it's a good starting place and um you know we've got some time you know we're doing wave championships right now but you know we've got time before hyperspace trials and time before system opens and um so it's a it's a it's a good it's a great time to get in back into the game or into the game in general if you've never played but um, it's, there's, uh, there's a lot of room for growth and a lot of room for, uh, for trying out things that, you know, just trying out different things, fun things.
1: That's true. I like right now that we can start throwing some lists together that are maybe not optimal, optimized because none of us are optimized to this new environment. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. So I, I think, I mean, obviously, you it, a, a system open, you know, it's going to be highly competitive, probably, that's probably the, the highest competitive thing that we're going to go to, uh, anytime soon. Um, and you're going to see, you know, you're, you're definitely gonna see some list optimization going on, but I think in the overall, uh, 2.0 extended meta, I, I think there's a lot of, there's still even a lot of, um, territory that nobody's covered yet. Um, that, that there's lists out there. There's lists out there that people don't haven't, won't see, haven't seen coming, won't see coming. You know, if you think about stuff and you find some different things to do, there's there's different ways to play the game right now. I, I think it's going to, you know, the extended meta especially is going to be is going to take a very long time, I think, to shake out, especially as they add the new factions and um, which the new, you know, we should have the uh, the separatists and um, yeah, and Jedi factions or whatever coming up in uh, by, by the time we go to the Atlanta system open in May. Yeah, looking forward to that. Okay,
1: so that's the first system open we're likely to see is in May.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's that's the one that's going to be in our area. So barring us trying to fly somewhere to, do we know that's going to be it? Yeah, yeah, that's going to be at. um, It's going to be during Momocon, not at Momocon, but during Momocon Mm, in Atlanta um, at the end of May. So I think it's like the twenty fourth or twenty fifth or something like that. Hmm. Um, So that's going to be. You know it's gonna be a cool event. Um, we went to Momocon last year, even though they didn't have a system open, but we went for uh, Destiny and L Five R. Last year, um, the cool thing this year is that they moved it outside of the event, so it's gonna be take it's gonna be held at the at a hotel across the street, so you don't actually need to buy a Momocon badge. So that's sixty bucks. We all get to save um if, if you want to do it that way mocha had some cool stuff yeah and hopefully they will have a little more this year well too. you have the option i mean and yeah the, and the other thing too is that this is well, what that does
1: is it, it raises the level of competition because we've been going yeah. to dragon con for however many years yeah and there's a lot of people even in atlanta that won't go to the tournaments at dragon con yeah because they don't want to pay the the fee to get into yes. the dragon con that god rest their souls for whatever reason they won't use yeah because they don't know yeah <laughs> um but that's a a bar to
0: good players coming and playing in the yeah. event so yeah well and this is going to be an interesting one cuz you know being in Atlanta it has it obviously has really good access to a massive airport that most people can get cheap flights to so it it could be a really interesting one as far as how many people actually make it from much further away than just the south because uh just because of Atlanta being such a hub airport so um i'm definitely excited to see the the turnout and what kind of uh you know how far away we get people from you know the
1: well we can and we'll probably do a whole episode on that one but the last thing i want to say about
0: that one is do we know if that's gonna be a two-day event yet it is a two-day event yeah so it's gonna be um uh six rounds of swiss and uh nelly yeah (laughs) um and then a cut for the for day two and then um then there will also be a uh an extended qualifier event on day two so if you don't make the cut because you want to get you know uh top eight gets uh gets a spot at worlds so it's not it's not paid for but you know if you if you make the top eight you get a spot at worlds in october i believe so if um if you don't make the cut and you still want a chance at worlds at a world's invite, you can play in the extended qualifier the next day, uh, which is another six round tournament. And, uh, every player that goes undefeated in that tournament will get a spot at worlds. So there could be, there's no cut or anything. It's just win six games and you get a spot at worlds. So that is challenging though. Yeah, it's definitely a challenge. Um, and you know, this year and with the way they've changed everything with the tournament structures, um, you know worlds is a is going to be apparently supposedly invite only at least that's what they've said so far really yeah so it's going to be um they're giving you get an invite for uh, winning a hyperspace trial which is kind of like a regional they're the, they're the new regionals there will be more of them than there have been in the past because they're doing two seasons and they're not limiting them to three per region like like they kind of used to do so they they still do Destiny. Yeah. So so now it's going to be uh, uh, they're going to have the two different seasons. They have one starting the first season starts in March, and then the second season I think uh, starts kind of towards the end of summer, maybe maybe August. Um, and uh, any store can that can hold, I think at least sixty four players can pretty much get one. So it's not like before where stores would apply and then only certain stores would get it. Now it's kind of like any store that applies and is willing and, and can have the capacity to hold one of these will. We'll be able to get one and run it so that should definitely increase um the amount of these and give people more chances to uh to get those world's invites still gonna be brutal still yeah. gonna be brutal oh yeah yeah because winning one is hard i mean that's well i mean if, if it's a regional level i mean we had regionals last year that were uh we went to the when we went to the atlanta regional it was 139 players or something like that and um, 139
1: players and at least six beers
0: for me yeah <laughs> That was a long day, <laughs> a very full day. A lot of sandwiches. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, and then our Florida regional even had um, had eighty players. Where was that held? That was at uh, Get Your Fun On down in Melbourne. That's right. Um. And we actually got a buddy down there, Carlos. Uh, he'll he'll probably be on the podcast here, friend of the point. show, friend of the show. And he'll 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 probably end up being uh, we'll see, but he'll may, he may end up being a guest host or a co-host, um, depending on his schedule. So. Um, but yeah, that's his home store and yeah, that was, I mean, we had 80 people, we had to cap it. So, um, they sold out a couple of weeks ahead of time and they, we, we were capped at 80 players. could have had a hundred or more if, uh, if they hadn't had to cap it because of the space of the store. So. Well, all right. We're nearing the end of our
1: inaugural episode. This episode is titled, let's build something. Um, we really like to build this into a podcast that we do every week where they walk me through how to play this game, and then Steve wins tournaments without anybody noticing. Um, He'll continue winning, and you'll continue trying to get me up to, like, 500. Um, But we really appreciate you guys tuning in, listening to the show. Um, If you want to try to like, subscribe, and get this thing going, we'd really like to continue doing it. We're going to do it anyway, whether you guys listen or not, so you may as well fucking
0: subscribe. (laughs) Yeah, man. it's just gonna happen. I mean, you know, hopefully you listen. Oh yeah, to we're it. gonna subject
1: you to this whether you want to or not. Like, and then when you see us at tournaments, when you whoop us, we'll like still be like, hey man, you guys, uh, guys, listen to the podcast at all? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah.
0: like, we may just be happy if you listen to the podcast. Oh yeah, may not yeah, you actually get anymore. free wins yeah. against me. Yeah, I'll just I'll fucking
1: tank. <laughs> well, thank you very much, guys, and uh,
0: cheers. Thanks a lot. Catch you later.